You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today is a Duke UNC preview. Let's talk about the Duke Carolina game coming up on Saturday at noon. It's going to be crazy. So we got to dive right into it. We can't leave any stone unturned. What will Duke bring to the table? What offensively, defensively can they give us? More importantly, what is Coach Cutliffe saying about the Carolina team? What does he think about the rivalry in and of itself? We'll talk about all of that today. So let's jump right into it. Duke UNC at 12 o'clock Saturday at Wallace Wade Stadium. As I mentioned yesterday, I know Wallace Wade very well, both as a reporter and former employee. I think it's a great facility, have some of the nicest suites in the ACC. Not really utilized much because, well, you know, Duke football. But still, I think it's a great place if you want to enjoy a Saturday game. Now, Duke is coming off a big win last week against their only non-conference team of the season, UNC Charlotte. It's looking to continue that momentum and do its best to turn their season around. The Blue Devils needed a pickup of 53-19 kind of game to let them know that they are still very much in this ACC conversation, and that's exactly what they did. Duke sits 2-5 and five on the season while UNC is 4-2. and two. The ESPN matchup predictor gives UNC a 74% chance to beat the Blue Devils Saturday. Feeling good about those odds. The spread has UNC at negative 10.5, minus 10.5 rather, and the money line at minus 360 for UNC and plus 300 for Duke. The over-under is 64. I'm still waiting for one of you to come on the show to help me break down those sports betting terminology and how it all really works. So if you're ever feeling like, hey, Candace, I'm just, I want you to know what exactly you're talking about when you tell folks what to do when it comes to sports betting. I'm here for you at Candace D. Cooper or at Locked on Heels. Feel free to stop by anytime. You can have a whole segment if you like, and we can just talk Carolina Tar Heels. Now, on paper, Carolina beats Duke in nearly every important category. One thing to note, UNC Duke is nearly even when it comes to pass yards allowed this season. Carolina has 239, while Duke has only 237. So it'll be a high-flying game, I'm sure, and secondary is put to the test. Sam Howell has some of his best passing days against some of the worst secondaries in the conference state. Uh, FSU and Virginia so Duke ranks number 11th in the conference and that's just all you need to know to say Sam is either going to have a big day or that defensive front is going to get to him but either way it goes it's going to be an opportunity for Sam to have yet another high-flying performance on Saturday now without Storm Duck for Carolina again I'd absolutely say that the Tar Heels have a chance to light it up Chase Bryce comes into this game with 11 interceptions on the season. Yes, 11 interceptions by himself on the season. He's been sacked, and a quarterback's position has been sacked 23 times this season. So again, like I said, yesterday, if there was ever a game for UNC defense to prove itself worthy of the offense that goes side-by-side them, this is the, this is the game. This is the damn game. You know, like this is the opportunity for you guys to get the turnover rope, not make the mental mistakes. And hear hear me clearly. It's one thing to perform at a high level 
and do your best because, you know, you're just on that day. It's a whole other thing to perform at a high level and be able to contain your emotions. So I think Carolina defense at times does a really good job and they really perform well, but then they'll do something dumb and they'll make a mental mistake and they'll hurt the rest of their defense and keep them on the field longer than they have to. Trey Morrison, Don Chapman, I'm looking at you. (laughs) I need you guys to make sure that you are not playing any games in that mental uh, capacity on Saturday. Now, Duke has struggled mightily to protect the ball this season. 14 fumbles, 10 have been for loss. They will look to their ground game to keep them in it on Saturday. Now, who who will lead Duke's offense? I will discuss that next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave five stars, leave a review. Let me know just how much you enjoy talking about the Tar Heels. You can also follow the fun via Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. I love to talk to you. If you talk to me, I certainly talk back. Now, leading Duke's offense, who will give our defensive line the most trouble on Saturday? That will be no one other than Deion Jackson and his friend and accomplice, Mateo Durant. Jackson has 500. 47 yards on the season while Durant has 460 and now while you're looking at those numbers and saying yes of course they're not Javante Williams and Michael Carter they're still very much good numbers and great running backs to give us trouble on Saturday it is going to be an interesting look at whether or not Carolina's defensive line can step the hell up I think that has been a very non-talked about issue this season and I don't think, I mean, of course you don't want to talk about the past. You don't want to harp on it, but we are missing some keyholes when it comes to just not creating, you know, opportunities for a lot of these running backs in hell, creating opportunities for these mobile quarterbacks. I think the guys have just been run over all season. You saw that at the Virginia game when then you had Brendan Armstrong coming right back out, going right back to business in the second half of the game, didn't even flinch. He was running all over our defense, and it was just frustrating to see because I'm like, they're not that good. They're not that good. We're, we're capable of stopping the run, but it just didn't seem 
to go our way on Saturday. So looking to this game in the rivalry matchup, the energy is high. And I know that's Mon, Tamari, and uh, Jeremiah, Chassera. They're all looking to bring their A game. And that's exactly what they'll need. Shout out to Jeremiah Gimmel, who's having a birthday today. He had a tremendous game on Virginia. Actually had the opportunity to keep us in the game when he got that incredible interception. He, we're going to need another performance like that. So another year older, another year wiser. I'm hoping that he's able to deliver that for us again. I think, you know, who's going to be that leader to step up? Jeremiah Jeremiah has been credited to be the quarterback of the defense. He's been credited to be the guy that, you know, leads the team on and off the field. And I think he needs to get his buddy Chas Surratt in that conversation. And I'm hoping that they do that swiftly. As we know, Chas Surratt had a great game last year against the Blue Devils. He was the reason why in the pop play that we even won the game. I know a lot of you remember Carolina putting up a strong lead, being up 10, and then having Duke march right back down that field to put the game within winning and of course here comes Chaz reading the eyes of the quarterback like he does so well able to stop a comeback that would have been just heartbreaking for the Tar Heels considering all the work they had done to win that game so looking for Chaz to have yet another great game but we also got to talk about the Duke side of the ball and where they're at what are they thinking and what do they think about our defense coach Cutliffe had a press conference and he mentioned that Quote, UNC's defense has a bunch of great athletes. They play fast. They're very physical. They've been tremendous. Then their kicking game, they've got an outstanding, out and frightening return game. They know what they're doing in all phases and in all aspects. And I think that's very flattering considering the fact that I don't feel like our kicking game has been great at all this season. Considering we have some pretty speedy guys, as Newsom Togros, I'm looking at you, being able to run the ball back, and they have not done that once since it really mattered, in my opinion. I don't count Syracuse games. That was blah. Whatever. We're all trying to figure it out. I'm talking about from here on out. I haven't really seen a strong kick return. I haven't seen none of that. So... But that's two cents. And, you know, Coach Cutliffe is always nice and respectful there. He also had mentioned about Carolina that they have done a really great job. But we have to, do as talking about Duke, have to run the ball very well up front. Veteran offensive lines that you see run the ball almost on everybody. And so it's not something necessarily that you see North Carolina doing not doing well. They've got really good football players. I think the best combination of linebackers in the league. They support the run well from secondary. So the thing you have to do is execute. You've got to focus on Duke, not something that Carolina's not doing well. We have to take a challenge that other teams have taken, that you put your hat in the right place, you keep your feet, and you bring your feet. You do the things that it takes to be successful in as a running football team. And as we all know, like I mentioned before, Deion Jackson and Mateo Durant have been running all over defenses and that is exactly what they plan to do against Carolina this weekend now when he was talking about his offensive teams when he was talking about his offense and how they've improved coach Cutliffe was pleasantly surprised and I think for someone who has to be positive because we all love when a coach brings his positivity he spoke a lot to the defensive or his offensive line saying quote I think that our offensive line is maturing even though we're on our third center they're becoming a group I think they're doing that at practice, and that helps. The running backs are talented and good football players. And Chase Bryce and the receivers, we hadn't had that many practices together in reality because you really miss a camp-like. Because you really miss a camp-like atmosphere you normally get. 
but Chase is coming into his own. He's more comfortable in what we're doing. Our practices have been more cohesive and energized because of it. And I think the confidence level of this offense is rising and hopefully we can continue that. We're getting ready to jump into the pit, the real pit, with a hot fire in this last run of conference games, but I believe our guys will respond. Now, what was that word that if you were listening, run it back, hit that 15-second re rewind, what was the word that Coach Cutliff just used that is something that I think every under 500 team has used against us this entire season? Confidence. Yes, that's the one I was looking for. I'm winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got it. The confidence level of the offense is rising, and that is a scary buzz phrase for the Carolina Tar Heels. Why? Because every time a team wants to find confidence, they usually find it against the Heels. Every time a team is under 500 and their record is not reflective of how they, good they really are, they always seem to find that extra layer for the Tar Heels. And you would think that Carolina would be like, you know what, we are that good, we are top tier, and that is why guys are trying to step up and play their best game against us. So we're going to utilize that and step on their next back, and we're going to make sure they know that they cannot beat the Tar Heels. You would think that that would be the mentality. But, uh, you know, I've just seen them time and time again not being able to step up or play down to teams that are absolutely not comparable to them. And that's what Carolina has to stop doing on Saturday. They cannot afford to waste time with guys that they can on paper beat every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So I'm going to want Carolina to not give Duke that confidence going into it. Now, one person that absolutely can't find confidence on Saturday is Chase freaking Bryce. As we mentioned, Chase has 11 interceptions on the season. He's been sacked with a couple of his quarterbacks 23 times on the year and they have had 14 fumbles, 10 for losses. That is just numbers that, of course, any offensive coordinator, head coach will be frustrated by. But even still, Coach Cutliffe is very, you know, positive about Chase and said, quote, well, I think the biggest thing where Chase is right now is he's so much better at managing our offense and making decisions at the line of scrimmage and decisions in the passing game. If you can be more high, if it, if you can be more high percentages as weeks go, then that means you're completing passes. You're moving the chains. You're moving the ball. But I think the biggest thing is he's, he is now getting a real comfortable understanding of what we're trying to do as an offensive system. And he had his best game in that regard last week. And the ways he's working at practice, you just see his confidence level going up. And I'm happy for him. He's worked really hard. And hopefully there are going to be some benefits for him. Once again... That C word that we dread, the confidence. His confidence is growing. A lot of teams, as we've seen throughout this, you know, shortened season or this crazy season, is you're already going into having to play conference performance. You don't get warm-ups. And I think, if anything, the Charlotte game was a great warm-up to what they wish they would have had for Duke, you know, to start the season if we had a normal regular season. So having a transfer quarterback, not being able to gel with the guys because you've been in isolation, having to do it over Zoom, you don't get to feel for people. You don't get to crack the same jokes. You don't get to learn people's what you know weird kinks about them and, you know, different nuances of how they operate. So it was different, right? So you're having to adjust on the fly. Some people adjust, do that well. Some people do not. Hasn't been working out great for Chase, but if there was ever a time to swing in that movement, it would be during a rivalry game because I'm sure everyone has sat on that Zoom meeting and told him just how big the Carolina-Duke matchup is. He saw a glimpse of that, you know, as a backup for Trevor Lawrence and having the opportunity to see the Carolina-Clemson game 
it's a big deal over here in Chapel Hill. It's a big deal in the North Carolina, in the Carolinas, in North Carolina, I should say rather. And I think his opportunity to shine and get back in good graces with a lot of Duke fans would be to dominate this Carolina game. Now, I, normally I would be like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I've seen Chase Bryce, Chase Bryce play and just, yeah, no, but <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> Brendan Armstrong had a day for Carolina when it all, all thought that it was going to be a struggle yet again. Yes. He, we thought he was going to do well, but not as well as he did. We looked at Jordan Travis, who of course he was struggling. And there are times where he proved himself in the second half that this was the quarterback that we thought we were going to get, but still we put ourselves in a position to not be successful in the mobility. So what will Chase do? I'm not sure. I don't think he's the speediest guy in the world, but I think he's able to get some plays done down the field and our secondary has struggled. And when it comes to our passing yards that we allow, we're right there neck and neck with Duke. So what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to step the F up. <laughs> I'm just trying to sit here and say we're going to have to do something. Okay, we're going to have to get that turnover belt popping. And I mean often because if you give any of these guys, I'm telling you, confidence is just not what we, we can afford. We can't afford to give these guys confidence in any fashion. We don't want that O-line to feel like they can create holes for their guys at all. We want to be able to contain Every single person read our plays correctly and deliver and execute. And I know we're young, but it's no excuse. Okay. That's all. That's all. That's it. And that's all. (laughs) But wrapping up today's show, like I love to talk about rivalries because every single game seems to be like a rivalry for Carolina. What does Duke Carolina mean for the football squad? Does it mean a lot for Coach Cutliffe? Find out on Locked on Tar Heels. Final thoughts here as we wrap up today's show. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on, Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. The daily show that gives you up to 30 minutes of conversation about Carolina athletics. Again, make sure that you leave a five stars, leave a review. Let me know just how much you love listening to me. If you want to follow at Locked on Heels or Candace D. Cooper on Twitter, do that. I appreciate you. Okay, now... As we gear up for yet another Duke-Carolina rivalry, again mentioning last season what a game that was in Chapel Hill. We're now taking our talents over to Wallace Wade Stadium at high noon on Saturday. I am honestly happy to have a noon game. I don't know about you guys. I like to wake up and get it done. I hate sitting around all day watching other teams play, seeing all the craziness, and just being like, I just know we are going to add to that, you know, bit of crazy, and I don't feel like dealing with that today. And every time we've had a night game, I've proven my my gut feelings right. So I'm just like, high noon, that's our thing. We are good at high. We are a wake up early and get her dunners, okay? Whatever that means. You know, I just made up that word. But you're going to roll with it today. Now, when I thought about what Coach Cutliff thinks about this Duke-Carolina rivalry, I had to go back to his press conference and it seemed about on brand for what a lot of people say about this rivalry. Coach Cutler said, quote, well, it's a unique rivalry. I like to refer to it as the grocery store rivalry. It doesn't matter where you go. People are, are going to talk to you about that game. And I think a lot of these players know each other. They see each other, even if they're not all from North Carolina. They see each other from time to time. You know, they were not very far apart. And it's going to be one of the more unique football rivalries in the country. And I'm proud that we've tried to help make it one. They do a great job and they have a great program and hopefully it brings out the best in us. But you go to play four quarters. But you're right. It's been a unique game from year after year after year. And, you know, to me, special players step up on both sides and have made plays to win the game. And that's what it takes. It's what you expect. It's not necessarily what's called the big players step up at big times. And hopefully you see that again coming Saturday. So let's have a conversation. You know, let's just... 
really go into, does this rivalry matter? It better matter to the Tar Heels this weekend if they want to hold on to any dignity of their season. I know that, you know, when you talk about ACC Coastal Division conversations, UNC is pretty much all but out of it. And, you know, it's going to take a miracle unless Miami just craps the bed and they don't win another game this season. But, you know, highly unlikely. However, I do want to know, what do you guys feel about Carolina Duke rivalry? Is it a rivalry to you when it comes to football? Obviously, it's not on the same scale as basketball because they haven't had, you know, the same kind of caliber talent year after year as we've seen on the basketball court. But still, does it mean everything? Do you hold this as, you know, one of the big games of the season? A lot of people say that Carolina a state rivalry is bigger on the football side do you hold that game as something where you know like there's one game every year you just can't lose and that's Carolina State is that how you guys feel about Carolina Duke I would love to hear from you at Karen at Candace D Cooper or at Locked on Heels does this rivalry feel the same I know we're all tired of voting around here I know we're all tired of polls and, t- and taking quizzes but you know let's just keep the conversation as light as possible until we freaking know how we're going to be led by you know somebody's gonna be leading us here in 2020 so that's that on that but how do you guys feel about it I think that for me personally I always want to beat Duke there's a reason why we have Duke in a fight song when you talk about from fencing to field hockey from soccer to you know football and basketball Duke is one that you just want to take care of yes Carol I'm yes the states of the world yes you know we have our own rivalries again I mentioned that when we were swimming, UNC and Virginia were very big rivals. It was, you know, pretty cutthroat. But at the same time, Duke is just one where you just check it off the list and you just have to get it done because you don't want to be the one sport that did not beat Duke. Because, we again, go to hell Duke is in the fight zone. You mean that. And you say that louder than anything else you say in your fight zone. So I'm hoping the guys get it done. I'm going to make sure that I give you guys the five key observations that will need to be successful on Saturday. Listen, come back tomorrow because there's going to be five hot takes, five big old points I'm going to make tomorrow. I'm going to make sure you guys are set and secure with whether or not we're going to win or whether we're not, whether or not we're going to blow it. I'm trying not to lean towards blowing it. I'm really trying hard to stay positive because again, I was the one who said, we're going to love and know we're going to win the whole gambit. We're just going to kill it. But now I'm a little, you know, I'm a little hesitant to feel confident. So if you want to give me reasons why we cannot even be upset, we got to stay confident. We're going to get it done. Do that. But also come back tomorrow and listen to whether or not my reasoning is halfway decent. Okay. Look forward to talking to you guys on Friday. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Stay smart, stay safe out there. Do something that, you know, you truly enjoy these next couple days. It's been crazy. You know, protect your peace. Protect your mentals, like Marshawn Lynch said. Just breathe, inhale, exhale, release, whatever you need to do to get by. It's going to be all right either way it goes. Life is fine. Inhale the good-ish, exhale the bull-ish, okay? (laughs) Stay smart, wear your mask, and as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.